This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Peter Mero and Soko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Bitumelon Zogo. The COVID-19 pandemic and the subsequent lockdowns have affected many companies, with some having to retrench workers or cut their salaries in order to survive. Retrenchments can be financially devastating, not only to the individuals involved, but their families as well. So joining us in this episode to discuss financial planning in the wake of retrenchment is Eric Jordan, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Eric, for those who are going through retrenchment for the first time, how does the process work? Hi, Chumi. Yeah, firstly, thank you for for the opportunity. Yes, uh, retrenchment, unfortunately as it is, it's not something that will happen out of the blue. So you as an employee will be well aware of any potential uh, retrenchments that your employer are, are considering at any moment. Uh, the retrenchment process is something that is stri- quite strictly governed in terms of the Labor Relations Act, as well as the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. And the long and short of it is that it entails quite a series of consultations that your employer has to be engaged with you as the employee to understand exactly what the implications of such a retrenchment would be, what the basis for the retrenchment and what details would be considered to determine which of the employees will be affected by such a retrenchment. So it is quite a well-governed process and it's a process that's that's intended there to protect your rights as the employee and to, to ensure that the process is equitable. And should you seek legal advice before signing a settlement agreement with your employer? If at all possible, it's always good to get the input of an independent legal advisor just to ensure that your rights as entrenched by the Labor Relations Act and Basic Conditions of Employment Act is in fact adhered to and you are getting your rightful um, interest in the retrenchment process. Although that being said, sometimes it is not always possible financially to get the input of a, of a legal advisor in such an instance. And in such an instance, I would really, I, I would recommend that the, the person being affected either contact sometimes the, your, your HR department itself, although they might not be seen as an independent uh, party to this, but they typically do provide you with some good guidance. Alternatively, also, you could seek advice from either a your financial advisor who would be able to potentially guide you in terms of your rights in such a retrenchment process as well. And then once you've been retrenched, what should be your next step? Yeah, so when a retrenchment has been effected, the process at that point in time would first of all allow you to for you to make some decisions in terms of what payments, benefits it is that you would get from your employer and what to do with those with those benefits. So typically what would happen is in terms of your retrenchment package, you would have received severance pay and that's a payment that's made from the employer, which is based on a minimum of one week salary for every year that you've been employed by that company. So that would be the first aspect of a retrenchment is is the determination of that severance severance pay. That obviously could be a payment, could that calculation could be different depending on what your employment contract with the employer is as well. Further to that, there's a quite a couple of other decisions that you would need to make. Firstly, you would need to be exited from the 
from the employer's retirement scheme. And there you would need to understand what your options are relating to your money in that's that's held in that retirement scheme. But some other aspects that you need to consider are things like potential group benefits like group life cover and disability cover that you've received from your employer. And either do you as you're able to 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 get other cover to replace that. And then another thing to consider as well is typically where you are a member of the company's medical aid uh, scheme, how you would like to continue that uh, medical aid, whether you continue that in your personal capacity, and then obviously what your options are there. And just on the retirement funds aspect of your severance package, what would be the best way to handle that? Yeah, so you have various options what to do uh, with your retirement funds in the event of a retrenchment. And whatever would be best for for the individual depends on what your actual um, needs, your goals, your plans going forward is. You've got quite a varied of options that you could consider. The first of that is you could what they'll call defer your retirement funding. In other words, you, you keep your money in the retirement scheme where you were at the employer. You just no longer contribute towards that scheme, but that allows you then to, at any point in the future to then make a decision whether you want to transfer those funds to, to a different scheme or whether you would like to withdraw from the scheme. That obviously is, a, is an option that you would need to be provided for in your employer's uh, retirement funding rules. Alternative to that, you could also consider preserving the funds. So there you could go to a a preservation fund at any of the various product providers, uh, transfer the funds to that to that investment, um, and that invest that transfer would will happen tax free. So no tax would be paid immediately upon that transfer. Once the funds are then in that preservation fund, you are then able to um, leave the funds there. You won't be able to contribute further to the towards that specific fund. But you are able to then make a retirement decision from the age of 55 onwards. Another option is you could transfer your money towards a retirement annuity fund if you might have one in your personal name. And that could also be a transfer that could happen uh, free of any tax. Your last option would also then be to take a withdrawal benefit and receive that benefit in, in, in cash. And that would obviously attract some, some tax implications uh, at that stage. But that tax implications need to be you need to be weighed up against what your cash flow needs are and your future plans, and 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 where you'd be able to provide for your for your for your future um, living expenses until such time as you're back on your feet again, on and are able to uh, earn employment income. And then on the living expenses, what are some of the ways you can reprioritize your budget or scale down your lifestyle? Yeah, that's obviously a very important aspect to consider. And probably the different way of looking at that is to to start off by looking at what are the essentials that you actually need to have in place. And there are things like, do you need uh, risk cover? So your life cover, disability cover, if you can qualify for that. How important is that? And do you need to prioritize the, the, the cost implication or those premiums that you would need to pay to keep that cover in place? Um, another aspect to consider is your medical aid. Um, obviously, something that's very important, and if at all uh, possible, uh, a benefit that you would need to keep in place. What you would have to do, however, is to, to determine what your most effective um, plan would be, a most cost-effective plan, and see whether or not you 
could potentially scale down to a lower to a lower plan and uh, that could be a more cost effective for you at that point in time and then really what you need to do is also is to look at your actual expenses see which of those expenses are are luxuries and which of those expenses are are on necessities and really try and, and, and ruthlessly go through your budget and ask yourself the hard questions in terms of which of those expenses are really necessary. And until you, you reach a point where you, where you know what your financial future looks like and there's a bit more clarity in terms of your future earning ability, is to try and cut that budget as far as possible and really to start stay with the, the actual necessities that you do need to continue your life as is. And then are payment holidays advisable for those whose income has been reduced? And what are the pitfalls of this? Yeah, payment holidays is, is something that can be very helpful and should only be used if really necessary. Payment holidays is really only there where it gives you some temporary relief, of having, especially in circumstances where you no longer have the cash flow to keep making that payments and you probably need some some leeway until you've started employment again and can start earning income. But the the pitfalls of using payment holidays is that what really typically happens, especially in the event of of debt repayments, is that the interest that you actually um, would have repaid by those uh, by those payments actually keep on running up, and and, and which means that you you are actually uh, extending your your debt repayment period and, and and the amount of interest that you will pay over the lifetime of your of, of that debt uh, will increase. So again, it's something that is helpful when it really is necessary to to do make use of it. But if at all you can avoid it, um, my advice would be to to try and stay away from it. And just on debt, when does your credit protection plan come to the rescue? Yes, credit credit protection is something that often gets overlooked. So a lot of times where an individual enters into a fairly large debt, like the buying of a home, a car, et cetera. So those major debt events that you do take on, a lot of times the credit the supplier insists that credit protection is taken out at the same time. Now, it's important to when something like a retrenchment takes place is to go to your credit suppliers and find out which of those credit actually do have credit protection on them and what the terms around those credit protection are. So typically in a retrenchment, it could be that credit protection could kick in and that could be available to pay either period of premiums that you would have had to pay on the debt or depending on the term of that credit protection, it could pay a certain amount of the debt, repay that. So really, it's what it boils down to is you need to understand what the terms of that credit protection is, how far it extends, and what you need to provide to qualify for that protection. Once you have sorted your finances, what's the way forward? Yes, once you get a a good handle in terms of what your future financial structures are going to be and what what you've put in place to to reduce your exposure. The first thing is is to really is to understand how you're going to get back into into the job market, and that's important there to to keep keep in touch with people in the industry, people that you've known while you were working. Keep close touch with those people because they are typically the ones who would be aware of new opportunities that would arise again in some time in the future. So it's never a good idea to, to to burn your bridges, so to speak, when you when you leave your employer in the, in the case of a retrenchment. 
because you never know where, where the next opportunity actually will arise. And secondly is also you need to go and sit down and see it as an opportunity to to plan your, your future employment or whether you see that as an opportunity to actually start something new or to go in a different direction, something that you've always wanted to do but really never had had the opportunity. So sometimes you need to, to look at what those opportunities are and see if this is in fact such a time where you can actually go and pursue those areas where you, you might not have considered that in the past. That was Eric Jordan, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast, hosted by Britamelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.